and welcome to the Big Review Ski. My name is Owen, there's Rory, and Rory, who are we talking to today? Well, we are talking to uh, an Irish actress who has definitely gotten on many people's radars, uh, but maybe isn't quite as big yet as she will be in a year or two. So we're getting in on the ground floor with Neve Algar. Um, you might know her from, she was in Raised by Wolves, which was a huge HBO show that was shown over here on now and Sky Atlantic, uh, which was directed and produced by none other than Ridley Scott. And it was written. Just a, a small time affair. Just a even, little thing. Just a sm- <laughs> uh, And was written by, created by the guy who wrote uh, Prisoners, that fantastic uh, kidnap thriller that was directed by Denis Villeneuve. Um but yeah, she's she's popped up here and there. She was in uh, Camel Horses, but with Barry Keoghan. Yes, she was in. Uh, I think it was the bisexual that was on Channel Four. She's she was in Wrath of Man, which I actually don't think has actually come out in Irish cinemas yet, but it was a relatively big hit in America when it came out early this year. That was the new Guy Ritchie one with Jason Statham. So you can see the career just like progressing. Yeah, uh, and it, she's always picking some very interesting projects. Uh, and the latest one is Censor, which is a British horror where she plays uh, basically someone who works in like the Irish version is IFCO, but I think the English version is like the BBFC, the people who rate films. They watch films yeah. mm-hmm. in their original cut and they're like, get that violence out of there, get that sex out of there. Uh, and it's in the, the the midst of Margaret Thatcher's reign when anything on film was essentially blamed for public public displays of of, Mm -hmm. of anger uh so she had to be particularly cutthroat uh when it came to cutting out all the the fun stuff (laughs) in movies at the time (laughs) essentially but it does also tie back to her own personal trauma because one of the movies that she's watching that she uh, has been assigned to edit she believes she spots her long-lost sister who she hasn't seen in a very long time um and she thinks that her that the film she's watching might be an actual potentially an actual snuff movie uh which is people who are actually killed on camera for real very illegal obviously um so yeah so we got to chat to her about her new film uh her already very impressive career to date uh she gives a fantastic little tidbit about uh her time with Ridley Scott uh and you know what to expect going forward yeah there's a lot of stuff there i, I don't think little known big review ski fact that ifco and the bbfc both um have to edit this show uh immediately afterwards because we have to basically cut out all the fun stuff as well so that's just a, a little nugget of info for everybody and then separately as you say with neve algar like she's appearing on people's radar but it almost feels like the film industry around the world or hollywood you know have more of an idea of the excitement surrounding her even more so than just people in Ireland in general. Because as you said, Ridley Scott is like, yep, I want her in my show. Uh, Guy Ritchie's in there as well. Stephen Graham, all the work that they've done uh, on The Virtues as well, which is just so critically acclaimed um, and award-winning as well. And then the first time that I saw her was just a couple of years ago, whenever she was in Cam with Horses. Mm. And that three, that triple threat of Barry Keoghan, Cosmo Jarvis and Neve Algar. And obviously people know... Barry Keoghan, and then it was the other two. It was Cosmo and Eve. I was like, <laughs> who the heck are these amazing actors uh, as well? So no, she definitely feels like a very special talent. And then this new film, 
even the trailer itself just seems so creepy. Just, just, it feels yeah. like a real 1970s. It's like, like, Wicker Man, like, kind of feels like, oh God, if I watch this at two in the morning, like in my own house with the lights off, I'm going to be absolutely terrified. But at the same time, it's something I really, 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 really want to do as well. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like your idea of hell just yeah yeah it's not it's not an old Doherty watch alone at home film it's an old Doherty saturday 1 p.m with all the lights yeah. on all the curtains open 32 degree heat yeah just like uh everyone around you is as as comfort just be like calm you down <laughs> family and friends yeah. oh and why have you called us here for this emergency this family reunion <laughs> oh you'll see in a second somebody hit play there it's all good <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is Sensor uh, starring the wonderful uh, Neve Algar. So uh, enjoy. Rory, what's happening? Neve, how are you? I'm good. I'm in a quarantine hotel at the moment. Oh, where is this hotel? Well, I tell you what's in the background, and that is Buckingham Palace. So I could probably guess it's London. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what's got you in London? Well, I live in London, but I've just come back from South Africa. So. I'm doing the mandatory um, 10-day quarantine. South Africa was Raised by Wolves season two? Season two, correct. How, how is filming such a massive show under quarantine rules? Uh, not easier than I expected, but it's um, I can't imagine the, the planning that has to go into that. Like we were, you know, we're the last kind of people to be brought over as in the actors and... Um, you, you become incredibly aware of how much you have to cover yourself in in bubble wrap so that you don't catch this because if you get sick the whole production shuts yeah. down so you you become more aware of just how other people are reliant on you yeah i will circle back around to raised by wolves because i absolutely loved the first season but uh we are to talk about censor first of all um, and the reason, the singular reason I knew this film was going to like hit right. One of my favorite critic shows is a show called Red Letter Media. And they did an entire episode focused on Centre. Yes. Uh, and that's how I knew it was like, this is going to hit right with horror fans. Are you a horror fan? Yes. You are. What's your favorite yeah. scary movie? I'm going to, people are going to be like, it's not a horror film. Go the on. Jaws. That's totally fine. You know who else? It, it, you know who else thinks uh, Jaws is their favorite scary movie? Emily there, Blunt. There we go. Cindy and Emily, we're on it. You're like this. You're in, you're in great company. That so. was the last movie, actually. Emily's film is the last movie I saw in the cinema, which was A Quiet Place Two. Oh yeah. Well, that's a good. That's a good one too. Um, really good. Really good. Scared the life out of me. <laughs> yeah. So did Censor though. Censor like dug its way in, uh, and was properly unsettling. Like. I mean, this is a compliment. It is a feel bad film. <laughs> like w- when it was over, it was like, right, I need to watch like 10 episodes of American Dad or something just to balance out. Uh, was it a particularly grueling one for you? No, not, not particularly. But that's because I was the director. Prano is the funniest human being and the kindest human being I've, I've had the joy of working with. Um, so kind of basically when we're not when we're not rolling, you know, we've had those moments where you have to try and get into it. So you're you're going to be focused and present. But like we had a lot of fun making this movie. Um, and Michael Smiley, who plays Doug Smart in it, is mm. the 
he comes in and he's he never stops talking and he's telling you all these stories and cracking jokes and then he'll show up and be in the scene and totally present um but I think it's good I think that is really important I think for a film like this where as you said it really gets under your skin and it's this quite an emotional journey uh, especially for, for my character to be able to have that respite yeah. otherwise I think you could actually turn out turn mental <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it, there is um there seems to be like a bit of a through line with some of your work in that it is uh, very darkly emotional like i i loved camel horses i looking at uh the stuff that i'm reading about deceit it looks heavy going as well like <laughs> is that um do you find yourself kind of not and even like raised by wolves when you when you hear the premise you're like oh it's androids and they're raising kids and then when you watch it, you're like, oh, this, this is so much, it's like a hard sci-fi and essentially it's like hard horror. Is that mm. the stuff that you're, do you find yourself naturally drawn or drawn to kind of, I guess, the the grittier stuff? Yeah, I think I am. I think it's, but there's always a mix in it. I think it's, I think I'm always drawn to A, the story, but the characters. And if I can root, if I can root it in, in the truth and, um, I just like for me acting is incredibly cathartic and it's the most present thing that I've experienced. So I think to to be able to be given the opportunity to research these characters and especially characters that make really tough decisions and find find out how someone would get to that point is is really rewarding, I find, as as an actor. Uh, and as um, kind of a, an, an Irish breakout star lately. Like you, it's 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 great. Not just because I know you from before we were both <laughs> doing this, but just as someone who enjoys seeing <clears throat> Irish talents kind of have that rise and get kind of international uh, recognition. Do you still find yourself like looking back at Irish talents, Irish films? Like, do you st- are you still kind of keeping a finger on the pulse on what is happening here? As Absolutely. well, or mm. like, do do you, would you see yourself like wanting to come back to Ireland much to continue like being a part of Irish filmmaking? Yeah, I think what Ireland Ireland is producing some of the some of the best, um, some amazing films in the TV at the moment. I think I watched while I was out in Cape Town. I watched Smother, and not just because one of my best friends, Sean, is Sean is in it, but where we're at, at now in regards studios and the the like as you said the talent there's so so many amazing writers and directors that are in Ireland at the moment and actors there's such an abundance of of talent that of course I want to come back and, and work and work there um yeah and plus it's the handy of get my family off my case <laughs> to see them more yeah, it's, it's a paid excuse to see your family. So that, yeah. that works out. Um, just regards to your stuff in South Africa, like, again, when you, when you, I guess, will get the call and say, hey, guess what? You definitely are going to be working with Ridley Scott now. Like, that's, that has to be off the charts, kind of exciting. Yeah, that was, I was filming in Ireland when I got that call. I was doing The, the Last Right and uh, I was in this hotel and I just, I must have put a hole in the ground. Just I was walking up and down just every now and again, I forget that I wasn't about to 
go and work with Ridley Scott and then all of a sudden I remember and it would come back tenfold and my heart would be going 100 miles an hour and I'd start to get emotional and and then you'd forget again and then you it was just it was such a yeah it was such an amazing feeling and and then you begin to go oh god is he sure now sure he's sure he's my, <laughs> sure he's me sure he's the, sure he, we, we, and then you start to get that imposter syndrome and it wasn't until so Ridley directed the first first couple of episodes and then we took a break and I think I'm, I am allowed to say this now. Um, but my character was originally meant to die in the fifth episode of the first season. Um, and Ridley and Aaron Gomolowski, who's the, the show creator, they rang me during, during the break of when we shot the first couple of episodes and said, look, we don't want to kill you. We don't want to kill you off. We really love, we really love what you're doing. And um, how do you feel? And you're kind of going like, but <laughs> yes, of course I would love to stay. So that was a, such a massive confidence boost to kind of go, okay, right. Obviously I'm not crap. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, I'm trying to think of like, no, I can't think of anything. That's like the nicest compliment. Yeah. You're like, hey, we're not going to kill you off as it turns yeah. out. We want to, we want to keep you on yeah. from like literally one of the best biggest directors in the world yeah that's that's fantastic is he hanging around much for season two he's he's well he's not a producer on it but um like the man has i think he really wanted to come back and uh, but he's doing like six different movies he was he was shooting gucci at the time and he would check in with us and phone us up to say that you know he's watching everything and was was, was very heavily involved and had a huge say in a lot of stuff. So it's, you very much feel like this is still a Ridley Scott show, mm. you know? Yeah. Plus like, wasn't he doing the last duel, which was the filmed last here. Duel, he's doing, and he did Gucci. And then I think he's going on to do something about um, Christopher, not Christopher Columbus. No. Napoleon or something like that. He's just, he's, he's a doing, he's doing him like, it's almost like, he has he has the energy of when he started out in the industry. Yeah, because I know in his eighties. It's uh, yeah, like it, just thinking about his work day. I'm like, I'm already tired. I'm going. I'm going to go back to bed. I think just comparatively, it's just it's no. <laughs> no. I just don't have enough <laughs> energy. Um, can we talk a little bit about the seat? Yes. The again, it's it, it, I can imagine this is going to be one of those Twitter blow up. Uh, uh, conversations I can see people reacting to this in real time uh, and I think it's perfect that it's four episodes because that's like mm. nice and like it's it's going to get everyone's attention for a specific amount of time mm-hmm. but are you are you excited for that to kind of I know it's it's a, again it's quite a dark story but are you excited for that to come out yes I, I'm like this was a show where I I was unfamiliar about the Rachel Nicole story it's based off of um, it's based off the investigation into Rachel Nicole's murder. So, I think I was I was a baby at the time of of that whole event, and it's the it's the was the biggest investigation in metropolitan police history. Um, and so, I think for people, this will have a very profound effect on them because it is it is something that a lot of people live through. Mm-hmm. Um, short on it, it's it's the you know the false accusation of Colin Stagg, who was put on trial for the for the murder of, of Rachel's Rachel McCall's story. And ultimately it follows this character of Sadie Byrne who 
was at the center of this investigation. She was undercover uh, detective and was was sent undercover to to lure out Colin Stagg and um so it's it's following her. So yeah, it's a, it's Amelia who's our writer, she's she's really created an amazing story where every when I was reading it every episode le- leaves you on a cliffhanger that you want you want to watch the next one but I think it's the kind of show that people will watch it and take a minute and digest it. It's there's a lot happening in it and um yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited for people to see it but also as you said I think it's it could it it's going to open up I think a lot of conversations as to the way in which women in particular were were treated in at that time yeah yeah like just reading this the synopsis and reading like the people who are involved it does sound like a very uh, exciting project just both for you but also uh, for the viewer as well um mm. and just one last question if that's okay Neve. yeah because we're pals um <laughs> it is one of the the greatest aspects of seeing uh, Irish talent is whenever they have, whenever they get noticed, you see them plucked by Hollywood almost immediately. It's like, you just have to look at Barry and he's, he's in the Batman and he's in the Eternals in the same year. Yeah. Uh, You, you like true history, you can see it happening. I personally find it remarkable that you haven't already been like, Oh yeah, I'm in, you know, the big, huge thing that's coming up. Unless of course, you are in a big, huge thing that's coming up. <laughs> and maybe you'd like to potentially talk about that. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm talking to you about two projects that I just did in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let, let's put it another way then. Is there, is there anything out there that like you, you would be excited to be a part of? Is there like, oh yeah, I definitely could see myself being in that. I'd love to do a Western. Oh Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be made, but I just, I would, I would love to just be in a Western and like, I've grew up on horses and I, I remember I was like my first job, I was cast in uh, Vikings and I was like, of course they've read my resume. They know that I'm a confident horse rider. <laughs> and then I'm like, Fisher woman, number one, <laughs> he's like standing on a beach and I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to do a Western, especially a female led Western. There's not, yeah. there's not many of them. True British. No. Mm. Uh, what was the other one Jane Jane got a gun with the Jane got a gun, yeah. there's not a huge amount though, that's true uh, or you could do Westworld Westworld yeah potentially I'd love to do something that is is new you know mm. that you know to to be this to be the start like that's why I was so excited when I was cast in Raisable Wolves because this was something no one had seen before and um, yeah. obviously the expectations are incredibly high because it's Ridley Scott and you are entering that Ridley world so to be a part of something new was always incredibly exciting. Yeah, fantastic. Neve, thank you so much for your time today. Enjoy quarantine. Thank um, you. I hope th- this at least helps time go by. A it does. The amount of, like, the, my friends keep on, like, sending me stuff. I feel like it's, like, it's my birthday or it's Christmas or something. I keep on getting sent, like, I did, like, an escape room thing yesterday um, and all these little activities. But I'm, I'm really loving this time where I, I get to, decompress did you escape the room i did yeah i oh. might have used a few clues but i got out got out of room. you got out of that room <laughs> not, not this, this room, room. <laughs> no. otherwise i get into a lot of trouble <laughs> cheers neve
Rory, a wonderful chat as ever. And Neve just sounds like an absolute delight. But I have to say, can you imagine hmm. your phone ringing one day? Yes. You're not sure who it is. It's just, oh, like, I don't know. Like, do you answer unknown numbers? No. Or are you... No, you wouldn't be here. I barely answer noun numbers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and which brings me around to my point, will you please answer my calls? No, like this <laughs> is this is <laughs> it now. If you got something to say, you can say it to me now and we if not we can wait until the next time we're recording. <laughs> Fair enough. But can you imagine being Neve Algar the day you pick up the phone and it's somebody on the other end being like, "Hello, it's Ridley Scott here." Whoa. Or however, I yeah, was no, like, I know. where's Owen? He sounds amazing, doesn't he? <laughs> and when does he sound so young? Ladies and, and gentlemen, uh, this is now a Ridley Scott interview. <laughs> Hello, Ridley Scott here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, what a what an amazing thing to happen. Yeah, to be like, listen, you're so good. We're changing the story completely to make <laughs> sure you're still in it. Like that's as good a compliment as any actor could ever wish to get uh, and as someone who's never in his life received a single compliment i can only imagine how good that must feel hello rory ridley scott here Don't. i think you're wonderful thank you i mean <laughs> answer your phone <laughs> ridley if you if you save your number in my phone i promise i will answer that call fair enough um that other show that she mentioned uh deceit yep uh sounds amazing as well that sounds like it's going to be a proper big hit as well yeah you, you know when you you read the the synopsis of something and you see the people involved uh and again it's based on a true story it's the trifecta of like this is the one that twitter is going to lose its shit over uh week on week for the four i think it's a four-parter it's due to arrive later this year on channel four uh, but yeah, just everything about it just seems like the perfect storm to get people talking about about this particular show, and she's playing the lead in it. So yeah, it sounds sounds fantastic. Great stuff. So we'll be taking uh, more of an in-depth look at that whenever it's released, as Rory says, later this year. But for now, Censor is coming out in cinemas very soon. Yes, it is released in Irish cinemas Friday twentieth of August. Lovely stuff. And uh, okay, well, all that remains is thank you to Rory. Thank you. Thank you to Sound Paul and Sound. Thank you to Ridley Scott. No, wait, that would be him thanking himself in that, that voice. That's Ridley for you, though. That, that is. Hi, I'm Ridley Scott. Thank you to me. And uh, thank you to everybody for listening and subscribing to the show. And we will see you next time. Bye, Rory. Bye, Owen. Bye, Ridley. Bye, bye Rory. Answer your phone. <laughs> it's so weird sounding. Okay. 